Welcome to the Grace-Based Living Podcast by New Creation Church. My name is Christy. We're so glad you're tuning in. Parents, this is our parenting series for parents with teens. Be blessed and empowered by Pastor Matthews and his guest speakers as they share real-life experiences and practical handles on parenting and raising teens. And with me today are Pastor Matthews and Deaconess Miriam. Hi, Pastor. Hi, Nicholas. Hi, Christy. Hi, Christy. Pastor Matthews is husband to his beautiful wife, Rachel, and a father of four amazing young adults. He's definitely a familiar face to those of us who've attended the parenting webinars by our church. And Deaconess Miriam is married to Pastor Vega and the mother of three outstanding young adults. She's the anointed lady full of wisdom who looks into pastoral care in the zone, the youth ministry of our church. Pastor and Deaconess, today we're talking about managing transitions. In raising a teen, it's not just about managing the transitions that they go through, but also how we as parents manage the changes as our children enter teenagehood. But before we dive in, can you tell us one thing you wish you knew as a parent before your children started adulting? Oh, thanks, Christy. Wow, that was an amazing introduction. I just want to uh, welcome all the parents who are here. Hey, we are here for you guys. Just want to let you know that That's right. uh, Dickness Miriam and myself, uh, both of us are parents of teenagers, of adult, young adult children. Mm-hmm. And we want to share our hearts on, uh, on this podcast because we want you to be blessed. Yeah. It's been on it's been on our hearts for the longest time that you know that, that church reach out. We've been in such a blessed church. And church reaches out to all the parents out there who are struggling many times. Mm. How do you deal with your teenage children? And you know what? Can I just say I'm also still struggling, I'm still learning, I'm stumbling forward, as the Bible says. None of us have arrived. I think uh, it's only when the rapture happens that soon we will arrive before that. <laughs> You know, I feel that we are just stumbling forward, trusting in the Lord, leaning on the Holy Spirit, and just doing things mm. that, you know, the Lord leads us to do. Amen. And uh, I'm just going to say that many times we've been wrong. Uh, we picked ourselves up, dusted off, went yeah. on again, yeah. fell again. Mm. But I love what the scripture says, the steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. Amen. And though Amen. he fall, he shall not be cast down. Yeah, For the right. Lord upholds him in his mighty right hand by his by his way i thought that was such a powerful and that is that verse has encouraged me so many times in my christian mm-hmm. walk so i just want to say that uh you know uh, i'm just so glad dickens marine is joining us here today interestingly you know you see your kids uh, growing up right and you yeah. as a parent you always think they're young and they look small in your sight yeah it's true and you're always talking down to them do this clean up your room pick up after yourself Wash your mouth, mm-hmm. don't do that, stop beating your brother, all sorts of different things that we do. Can you imagine? It's a very top-down approach. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, sometimes as they get older, we forget that they get older and they're becoming young adults. Mm. And we still go down the same process mm. of speaking in the same manners. And sometimes, and as they grow up, we don't realize that they're also changing. Yeah. Their thinking yeah. is changing. And I think as parents, we need to adapt and we need to refocus in the way we talk to our teenagers. Oh, that's so cool. and, and so that's why I, I feel that this is so important. And today, as we're talking about managing transitions, we're just going to start off with this. Because parents, I know if you're anything like us, we had our own fair share of issues. But you know what? We, we picked it up and, and thank God for good teaching in our church. Can I just say that? <laughs> I was such that's a terror right. before I came to New Christian Church. <laughs> So again, I just want to say that, you know, I came from a very uh, authoritarian background. My my dad was in the military at one point in time. 
Yeah, it's all about discipline. Make sure you're in line, keep in step. I remember sharing in a marriage seminar many years ago how, you know, uh, my dad used to be very p- particular about toothpaste and how it got me into trouble in my marriage those years. The dad, my dad always says, you got to squeeze the tu- toothpaste tube from the back, not in the middle. And uh, I... And I, I remember I used to get into so much trouble squeezing the tube in the middle because he'll come and he'll yell the house down. He says, this is not how you squeeze the toothpaste tube. And that's what I grew up in, in a house like right. that. And when I came in, the first thing I did, I got married and I, I, I applied the same principles to my wife. And I remember mm-hmm. in the first week of our marriage, we had this major blowout in our marriage. Not happy to share that, but that's that's true. And I said, you're supposed to squeeze the toothpaste from the back, not from the middle. Because look at this deep welt you're craving the toothpaste. Now the tube will never be the same again. I, I, I just pictured myself, my dad, you know, uh, transposing. I, I transposed myself as my dad at that point in time. And yeah. I was not happy. I knew I said something's wrong, but I couldn't get out of this. And I just, again, mm-hmm. I just, I'm so thankful I came to New Christian Church and the grace of God, the teachings, yeah. the messages, the fact that you're still righteous by Christ, by yes, His finished amen. work. Every one of the messages transformed my life. And you know what, parents? We need to listen to some of the same. So today we want to talk about that. Deaconess, how about you? Thanks for having me on this podcast. It's such a privilege. Super excited to be here. Uh, I'm from Norway. <laughs> so if I talk a little different, that's why. But I've been in Singapore since 2012. Uh, we are so, so happy to be in Singapore and especially to be in New Creation Church, like what Pastor Matthews is saying. It's such a life-changing thing to be in a church like this and to hear the gospel of grace. So like to come back to your question, Christy, about uh, what I wish I knew, I kind of want to flip it and, and say like, sure. what am I grateful that I yeah. knew? Yeah. Uh, and what I'm grateful that I knew is that it takes a village to raise a child. And and that ties, you know, very into uh, being part of church. I'm so blessed, you know, to have church, uh, to have our kids in the youth ministry and even in the children's ministry last time, because as parents, we can only do so much. I know we are responsible for raising them, but it's such a blessing to have other voices, good voices and role models in their lives. And so our kids grew up in church. They were always because we used to uh, be part of a youth ministry back in Norway as well. So mm-hmm. even when our kids were little, we would bring them along for everything that we did. So they grew up with these uh, youths, you know, that would speak into their lives and approve, uh, like uh, speak uh, approval over them. Uh, and also uh, bring them along in, in the worship team, you know, behind the scenes, uh, steering the sound and all that. So our kids, they kind of grew up in that environment. They sense mm-hmm. the anointing that comes when you preach. Right. And now my, all my kids are part of church. Uh, my boys, they love being part of worship and the sound and all that. So you just see how being part of that youth ministry yeah. from the beginning so really amazing. was life-changing for them. Yes. Wow. So I'm so, so grateful for it. It takes a village to raise a child. Amen, yes. amen. And Deacon, as you know, as you share that, it makes me feel like we need to talk about the youth ministry in this church, right? We have <laughs> yes. such an amazing youth ministry. Yeah, there, right. Arrow, Varsity, and Gen Rev. You know, if you have, um, young adults, if you have teenagers in your family, mm-hmm. parents, send them to our youth ministry. Yes, Amen. do that. Amen it's such that. a blessing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So keep them in community, plant them in community, let them grow up in the house of God, right? That's really such mm-hmm. a great place to grow up in with shepherds over them. And like parents and children, you know, you can speak the same language. That's really, That's really right. awesome. 
Yeah. And can yeah. I just add in something? You know, talking about community. No, go ahead. That yeah. old African proverb: "It takes a village to groom, yes. uh, uh, yeah, uh, to raise a child." It's so true. I just want to reach out again to all the parents out there. Today we're doing the parenting podcast, but you know what? Uh, we also have parenting life groups in New Creation That's Church. Right. So yeah. your mm-hmm. kids are supposed to be in Dare, Arrow, uh, uh, Gen Ref, uh, Varsity. But you know what, parents, you also have a place you can be schooled. So, yes. you know, you so we never get over school. Is that right? Uh, can, mm-hmm. can I just say this as a parent myself? We never get over school because we're always learning. As long yes, as yeah, there's true. time and you're, you've got space on this earth, there's always yes. a learning process. Yeah. And I just want to mm-hmm. say that we, we come together and we we rub off on each other. We learn each other's experiences. Mm. We can share our, our pain points That's and hear what another parent is doing because yes. the other parent, I promise you, is going through the same thing yes, that exactly. you're going through exactly. and you're learning from each other. And yes. that's why life groups are so important. Care groups yeah. are so important. I want to encourage mm. you parents, you know, don't, don't just stop listening to the podcast. Don't let, don't let that be a one-stop journey and you stop there. Come and join us at life groups so that we can uh, come together and do church together. Amen? Yeah, that's right. And and Pastor, maybe if I can just add, right, parents, when you are in community, your children will want to be in community. When they oh, see amen. you yeah. being in one, they will want to follow and they will follow and be planted. So good. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Pastor, I just want to go back to something that you said earlier, right? You yeah. mentioned how like um, as a parent, right, um, you're really just trying to do your best. A lot of it is OJT, you know, on the job training and schooling. Yeah. So you're just trying to be your best. Um, and, and so the thing is, you, you finally have gotten a hold of things, right? Uh, when suddenly your child becomes a teen. Right? You've been parenting him for like 12 to 13 years, telling him what to do, what not to do, putting boundaries to ensure his safety and like his well-being and his future. Right? Then, but how do you move you know, from a more top-down kind of a parenting approach to something that you know, um, is more consultative perhaps? Wow. So, you know, I think it requires a mindset change. Good question, Christy. Many times when you're growing up, uh, I think like, let's start with the physical. You see your little child is, yep. a, is a, you know, but you know what? Even as they are growing up, little children, they may look small. And you know what? I've realized that in my teens as well, as even as they got, they've gotten bigger, they still have a, a big body or they yes. grow they physically, biologically, they look so big. And uh, my children, in fact, my boys are taller than me. And many times I still don't see the maturity in their thinking. Many times I feel that, they are a little child on the inside, and then I yeah. forget. Uh, so the two things that I want to point out here, when they are growing up, you see little children. Yeah. And when they get bigger, you see bigger children, but they're actually little children in bigger-sized bodies. <laughs> yeah. And they still need your love. They still need your encouragement. They yeah. still need, but you know what? It takes a little, a different slant mm-hmm. from, you know, speaking to them and telling them things to do. You need to be a little more consultative and say Hey, what do you think about this? Coming into conversations with them. Mm. Uh, you know, we, we we parents are so good or so bad at nagging, right? I, I'm, 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 at, <laughs> I'm at fault as well. But I think we need to move from nagging to coaching if there's something that we want to pick up oh, on. That's, good. that's so good. You, you know, so I, I think that, that's something we want. And we want to move from rules mm. to relationship. I'm taking that uh, now. Yeah, you know, so I think, you know, that's something we want to pick up on. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and I think... It's going to be scary, parents. Can I just say this? And I know you're fearful. I just want to say to you that God works, walks the journey with you. We do this scared. Is that right? I think that's that's the Christian life. We yeah. do everything yeah. scared. Yeah. And we don't know the, the way forward, but we know God knows the way forward. Mm. But God, only God, the only thing God wants from us is to lean into the Holy Spirit and allow ourselves to yield to the Holy Spirit. That takes change, right? 
That takes a mindset change to allow the Holy Spirit to work in us, to allow the Holy Spirit to drop ideas in us and how to to go forward, to allow the Holy Spirit to remove the fears we have because I promise you, you'll do wrong. But you know what? God removes those fears and gives and His perfect love drives out all fear, right? So I just feel that this is where we want to start off. We want to start off make, um, uh, having this attitude that, Lord, I don't know. Can yeah. you teach me? Yeah. Yeah. Lord, I want to change. I don't want to do the same old, same old and expect a different result. Isn't that the mm-hmm. definition for insanity? Yeah. I want to do something different. Mm-hmm. I see the things I've been doing all along. My kid is now 12, mm-hmm. 13, 14 years old. Mm-hmm. My kid is running away from me. I've lost that connection with my kid that I used to have before. I'm fearful, but Lord, I don't know what to do. Can you teach me? Mm-hmm. And that will start or catalyze a mindset change if you can. And God's going to come into that, mm-hmm. that, that space of yours and he's going to help you and teach you. And that's what we want to do today. Is that right? Change yeah, our so approach powerful. to yeah. change the outcomes, right? Yeah, it's, it's right. not about it's it's not about uh, uh, it's it's not behavior modification, right? Yes. Yeah, is that right? Yes, it's, it's not about... behavior modification. It's heart transformation. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. Christy. That's so good. I really love what you talked about. Like, um, let's move from nagging to coaching, and coaching mm. is such an important like skill to pick up. Right. Like I think parents all come from a place of love, you know, like you all mean well um, and have good intentions. But I think it's so important to just let go of um, like the things that are holding us back. Right. Let go to the one who loves us and holds all things together. Amen. Yeah. And Pastor, can you just like maybe share some practical handles, you know, on how to go about starting. Right. Like how do we change? Right. Because I think change is something that's so hard. Right. The first step is always the hardest. It's always like the greatest distance. Yeah. How do we, how do we begin? Wow. It's, it's interesting. Um, I'm just going to start by saying that I think we, we need God's help. Uh, <laughs> yes, again, it's true. We need God's help. Yeah. I, you know, I'm, I'm just looking at my own journey and uh, how I, how come I didn't go to a school of parenting? How come I didn't, <laughs> there was no university yeah, degree no for school, parenting. No. How come there's no such school? I'm learning along the way, yes. as you said, on job training or OJT, right? Yes. I'm making these mistakes. Yeah. I can't stand myself when I make those mistakes. I see the yeah. repercussions on the child. Yeah. And I, I don't know how to bring this forward. So I realized that the one way to start, you know, practically, as you rightly pointed out, Christy, is to change your communication style with your child. And I realized, and I realized, you know, I love to watch these American uh, football movies and how the mm-hmm. coach sits in the in the in the in the locker room and all the yeah. players are there and they all look yeah. so they look so morose and they're so scared yeah. because the other team is so strong and the coach just starts off by speaking, and I think that's the start. I feel, uh, you know, of change in our children. You know, they honestly, I feel that they are very lonely people. Yeah, they've got, they're all they're surrounded with yeah. all the tech and, you know, Insta, IG and TikToks and, and Facebook and all the other things. But they're basically very lonely. They're looking for communication. They're looking for acceptance. They're looking for understanding. And I feel I, I'm reminded here again, you know, this coach sitting in the room and sharing a powerful message, just changing their mindsets by communication. And I'm, it's a flashback to God bringing Abraham outside, mm-hmm. you know, to the open heavens and the stars at night. So good, yeah. Asking him to count the stars. And then Abraham says, mm-hmm. of course, it's impossible. But it's interesting. It's opening up a whole vision. And God is having a conversation yeah. with Abraham. You must understand, Abraham came from Mesopotamia. 
If you looked, the Bible says he came from Ur of the Chaldeans. What did the Chaldeans worship? The moon. Yeah. Interestingly, interestingly, God takes this man who was in the midst of idol worship, brings him to Shechem, to Israel, takes him out to the open sky at night. Guess what? The moon's out there with the stars. And he brings in the perspective back to Abraham. Abraham, this is who I am. And he starts a conversation with Abraham yeah. in the place of, he thought was familiarity, but not. But God changed him gently, ever so slightly gently. Mm-hmm. Changed him, taught, taught him how to, hey, look here. You know the stars. Look at the stars. You know, yeah. this is the God that I am. And God changed his perspective. And I felt mm. that it started with a conversation. It wasn't nagging Abraham, not beating up. It says, why didn't you do these things? The man didn't know what to do. It's like you parents. Mm. It's like me. I don't know what to do. I need help. And just as God speaks to us, shares the word with us, as you're going to, script, uh, to church on Sunday and, you, and you're listening to the messages, you're receiving from God. You know, that's the same way God communicates with you. And I feel communication wow. with your child must change, should change. And that's the catalyst for great change in your child. Wow. Mm. Well, I love it. I really love what you shared, Pastor. It's, it's like before you can have a conversation with your child, have a conversation with God. And yeah. hear God speak to you as your parent, right? Hear God mm. speak to you as the loving father, right? That even if you don't know what you can do as a parent, what you should be doing as a parent, know that God has already done everything and shown you the way and he calls you able, right? He calls you an able parent. That's so mm. good. And then as he has the conversation with you, you can then have a conversation with your child. And that's how it changes. Wow, Pastor, mm. that's, that was amazing. Deaconess, do you have anything to add? Yes, I thought this is so beautiful and it kind of reminds me of uh, my own experience actually uh, because yeah. I grew up in a family, it's a great family, a Christian family, but the, there was a lot of tension in the home as mm-hmm. well because my parents were having marital issues uh, and the culture was such that we never ever heard them tell us like, I love you, I'm proud of you. Uh, so it was I'm so grateful to them and I highly respect them and I love yes. them so much. Yes. Yet, you know, it kind of affected me as, as a child and a youth yeah. myself yeah. Uh, that I, I always felt very insecure. I didn't know that I was loved. I always felt unloved and unappreciated. And it affected even my relationship uh, next time with my boyfriend that time. I'm married to him now. <laughs> but, uh, like, So what happened is that like, it's almost like the Lord had to repair my heart, restore my heart. And, and I was telling the Lord, I'm so scared, you know, to get married, to have a family of my own because I don't want this kind of a family. Um, and I thought, like, it's, we, I think we kind of uh, automatically pass on uh, how we grew up if we don't kind of draw a, a line in the sand and says it stops here. That's so good. So this is how, you know, the Lord brought me on this journey and yeah. he, he showed me that, Miriam, you don't have to pass that on. You know, it Amen. can stop here. It can Amen. stop here, Miriam. Yeah. And then he started showing me like a different way of doing family. Yeah. Uh, it, it's almost like he asked me, what kind of a family do you want? What kind of a mother do you want? And it kind of drew out uh, like a visioning. And I, I told the Lord, Lord, I want a loving family. Yeah. I want a family where we tell each other that we love each other every single day. I, awesome. I want my kids to know that they are loved and yeah. that I, I dare to break the cycle and speak that out to my Amen. kids on a, wow. on a regular Amen. basis. And even in my marriage, you know, it changed uh, the way I do marriage from the way yeah. my parents did marriage. 
because I was very uh, aware, because the Lord had showed me this, right? Like speak love every day, yeah. show love every day. Don't assume that people know that they are loved. Yeah. So that's why I love what you shared, uh, Pastor Matthews, about the Lord bringing Abraham out to, to look at the stars. You know, I feel there's this invitation from the Lord to just uh, ponder and wonder and start seeing what the Lord sees, you know, break the cycle of how we grew up and then yeah. start something afresh together with the Lord. And wow. He leads us step by step, day by day. Amen. Amen. And the way that He loves us, we get to love on our spouse and our kids. Yeah. Awesome. You know, Deacon's Miriam, can I just jump in here? Because well, what you said just touched a chord with me as yes. well. Because um, like you, I was not, I, I didn't grow up in a very loving family. It was mm. disciplinarian. Um, there was not a strong relationship between my mom and dad. My dad had several bad habits. Uh, there was fights in the house. And uh, there were many things that I didn't appreciate. I grew up scared. Mm. Mm. I never yeah. heard the words, I love you, from my dad. Mm. I wow. always yeah. wanted to hear it from him. My mom was effusive, but I just wanted to hear, as a boy, I wanted to hear it from my dad. Yeah. And uh, you know, right. and all he knew was discipline, the rod, you yeah. know, punishment. And that's all I could see. And uh, the marriage was not fantastic. Mm -hmm. so, and then I, you know, like you, I felt there must be something better. I am not going to yeah. pass this heritage on going forward. And that's why, once again, I'm so glad I came to church. I'm mm -hmm. so glad that I hear, heard the messages that I've heard. Yes. I'm so glad God touched my life and found me in, 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 in a very bad place to bring me out to a very good place, mm -hmm. as he did Abraham, perhaps. And many, in many ways, I see my life patterned after Abraham. And, uh, and, 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 I, and I love it because I see a God of exceedingly great reward in my life. Mm. And then I said, I want to choose, I choose, like what you said, Ignis Miriam, I thought it was so good. I choose to be different. I want mm. to see yeah. change. Yeah. That's right. I want to see something, there must yeah. be something better than this. I am mm. not going to go down the route of my dad, who, you yes. know, who was, you know, stuck on alcohol sometimes, you know yeah. what I mean? Mm. I don't want to go out and be a wife beater, nor a, you know, or a, wife, or a child beater. So that decision was made because God came in and convicted my heart. Mm. And that's how things changed in my home. And today yeah. I've got four kids. I've never raised a hand against them except to discipline mm. them, you know, in a biblical way. That's as they were growing very, very young. But now, no, we have a lot more conversations. Mm. I sit yeah. back sometimes yeah. at the dining table and I said, I wish my dad used mm. to do this with me. Yeah. And, and I look back and I'm just so grateful for what God has done because mm -hmm. what a change it has manifested in my life. My kids yeah. are the blessed for it because dad decided to change. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And they yeah. will have the, the wherewithal to go forward and to be a great change in their own family lives. So mm -hmm. all it really takes is one person. And speaking to the parents today, if you can choose to change the effect mm. of the change is generational. Amen. Like the, yes. exactly what Abraham, Abraham's yes. decision to go mm. with Hagar made a, a, a generational change. Amen. Mm. But and it's the same thing, right? A bad decision can have a very bad effect. A yep. good decision can have a very good effect for generations mm. to come. And the yes. best part is God puts in his promise to that. And you and I can't do it, but he can do it. And all he wants is for us to yield and to appreciate, mm. accept, and take the, the leap of faith. La. Sorry, did I say la? 
Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I'm being Singaporean. <laughs> That's okay, faster. <laughs> yeah, but I really, really love what you guys are saying about um, really just changing that inward vision that we have, right? Like yeah. the vision of ourselves, um, the vision of um, like how we see parenting, right? And changing that changes, uh, results in generational changes. That is so mm. powerful, right? We can draw a line where we are at. It can, we, we can stand here and say it stops here. It stops with us and we want to mm. be a different parent. And that's Amen. so empowering. Yeah, you know, and, and I think, Pastor, we talked a, a little bit about how to, um, like, have conversations with our teens, right? So I think, like, some of us uh, might have difficulty talking to our teens because, like, maybe we're not ready for the conversations that we want to have, <laughs> you know, because sometimes, like, they are not ready for the conversations we want to have as well, right, as parents with them. Yeah, so how do we actually go about, like, connecting with people? I know Deaconess is really good at connecting with people of all <laughs> ages. I love talking to her. Awesome. Uh, Deaconess, could you share with us, you know, how a parent can bring the friend element into their parenting? Yes. <laughs> like, I think it's also important just to highlight this as uh, we are parents, we are not their friends. I think that's it's important true. to make that dif yeah. the differentiation. Brilliant. Uh, like, that. we are parents, but we can be friendly parents. You know, as parents, we do need to take the lead. We are in yep. charge and we need to, yes. to uh, like, draw the line and, and tell people, like, tell our family, our kids, uh, like, this is how it's going to be. Yes. Uh, so I, I think we need to own that authority, but we can be friendly in our authority uh, because it's also important to remember that our kids, our teens are also people and they have emotions. <laughs> it's so easy to forget, right? We just uh, keep on telling them, like, children. yeah, go to your room, clean your yeah. room, uh, take, uh, clean uh, the kitchen or what, you know? So we keep commanding, commanding. Yes. I think yes. if uh, people did that to us, we would not appreciate it so no, much. No, not right? at all. Yeah. Yes. So, so I think it's just important to remember that we can still be in charge, but the approach, the tone can be friendly you yeah. know and inviting and um, more of like we, we want to be a team we're in this together mm, um so good. and i think uh like our, our, our kids really really like what you mentioned pastor matthews is they really want our affirmation and i just yeah. want to mention this a verse from matthew three seventeen, and suddenly a voice came from heaven saying this is my beloved son in whom i am well pleased and i think that's the the craving in each of our kids' lives, you know, they they want that affirmation from us. So I just want to encourage all parents here to to affirm your children. Amen. Uh, speak like you're you're well pleasing. <laughs> How do you say that? You know, like that you're well pleased with them. Tell them that yes. you're proud of them. It will yeah. it will really make their hearts sing. Right? So I think when when both parent and child. Uh, the foundation is love. You, as a parent, you come from a place of love and your kids know that they are loved. That's the like the foundation of a very good conversation and having a, a great relationship. Yeah, uh, that's so good. So this is uh, just a way that we also guide our leaders on how to have conversations with their youth in the, in the care groups. So it's just so that it's easy to remember. LEAP is L stands for listen. Uh, and E stands for empathize. A stands for ask questions and P stands for point and pray. Wow. So I'll just share a little bit more what that means. Um, it's good to know that how to connect with people is first of all to listen. Mm. Yeah. So let's be parents who listen and, wow. and you invite them to share by asking questions, right? So that's the A. So ask good questions, be interested in their lives and, yeah. and get them to talk to you and just listen 
I think yeah. as parents, we are so quick to want to give them all the right things, the, the right advice, the right, <laughs> the right pointers. Uh, we lecture them, you know, what they should and shouldn't do. We want to tell our whole uh, story last time, you know. So I guess like, oh, can you just stop it? You know, actually, <laughs> we need to create that uh, safe place for our children to talk. And we so L is listen, not lecture, right? Yes. No, not lecture, not lecture. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be parents who listen. Don't be afraid to listen. That's okay. uh, and E stands for empathize. And it's really, let's uh, put ourselves in their shoes. What yeah. does it feel like to be yeah. them? So when they do share things with us, instead of saying, hey, you shouldn't be feeling like that. That's not the right way to feel. Or you should be grateful instead. You know, just, uh, you know, just be calm and empathize. Put yourself in their shoes. What wow. must they be going through? Yeah. What is it like to be them right now? I think if I was them, if I were them, I would also feel scared. I would also mm-hmm. feel intimidated, you know? So like just kind of pause and be in the pain together with them for a yeah. while. Yeah. And then the A is uh, ask questions. And to me, this is key. Be interested in their lives. Get yeah. to know them afresh. You know, our kids are not babies anymore. Uh, maybe they used to love uh, Twinkle, Twinkle Little Star, you know, but now they love a different song and they love different colors. They uh, like, they have different dreams. Yep. So it's like ask them questions and get to know them all over again. Uh, so and cool. it's great to like go for walks with them, uh, wow. do fun things with them and then ask these questions to get to know them afresh. And, and it's also uh, in, good to ask them questions like, how, how can I help you? Or what would help you right now? So the way you ask questions, help them envision next steps for their lives. So yeah. that's the coaching aspect that you mentioned, mm. Pastor. Wow. You know, like we don't lecture, but we, when we ask questions, we, we help them think and they come up with their own answers. And they also, it's an invitation for them to hear from the Lord. You know, yeah, that it's true. They, they, they think through how they want to move forward with a certain decision. Yes. And then P is yeah. point and pray. And here, I think we need to be a little bit careful as parents again, because we are so <laughs> quick to want to give a lot of good pointers. We know so much. We want to share our experiences. Yeah. Uh, but uh, that's not the time to do that with your kids, actually. But only when mm. they ask you. Like, if they ask you, hey, Dad, like, how... How was it like for you when you got into a relationship? What was challenging for you? Then you can share your whole relationship journey with them, right? Uh, or like, how was it like? How do you know uh, what profession you want to wanna uh, follow? Or what kind of a job you want to apply yeah. for? How did you yeah. know that? Yeah. Then you can share yeah. because they are inviting you to share your journey. Beautiful. So just be careful yeah. with not like the lecture and giving so many pointers. <laughs> yeah. uh, but so but when they invite, you can share. And then uh, yeah. the, P, the, the P is also to pray. And I love this part, you know, when sometimes we may not know all the answers to what yes, they right. are sharing or asking us. And we don't need to know all the answers, but we can bring the Lord in to say, hey, let's pray about this. Can I wow. pray for yes. you? And then together you can pray or you can pray for them. You can partake of Holy Communion together. And it just becomes a time of connection and building stronger relationship with them. So good. Yeah. Wow. So good. Wow. Deaconess, can I just jump back on like the um, asking of questions? Because I think from my perspective, um, as an ex-secondary school teacher, I think it empowers the youth so much, you know, when parents or adults around them come alongside them and ask, what can I do to help you? Right. Yes. Um, how? Just ask questions on how they can think, you know, how they uh, how they think about this, how they see this, how do they, where do they want to go, right? Like this mm. puts them in a 
uh, in a place where they're treated as young adults who can think yes. and they, yes. they are so empowered, you know, to really just wow. rise up to the level of where we see them, you know, to, to just right. go ahead and think further. And then that's mm-hmm. where the doors open for the parents to come in, to kind of share their insights, to point them to Jesus. Is this, you know, like what yeah. is written in the Bible? Is this God's wisdom? Can I pray for you? Mm-hmm. Right. Like I, I, I love that entire leap. Beautiful. Uh, can I just jump in? I love the acronym LEAP. It's so good because that's what we want to do today, right? We want to share yes. with our friends mm-hmm. so that they can leap forward that's from right. the fears of the past yes. to the good things that God has got uh, prepared for them, right? And I know it, it's a, maybe it can be a little a journey that can be filled with trepidation and fear, but God's with you. Yeah. And God mm-hmm. is only asking you to take the first step. That's right. Right. Yeah. And, you know, He's the, the God of the the father of the prodigal son, right? You take one step and he runs towards you. That's how he's going to be true. with your parents in this journey. And all he just wants to do you to do is step in. I'll step in with you so that we can do this together. I love the fact that you said it's listen, not lecture, because it just reminds me again. <laughs> you know, um, I am so good at lecturing. Is that why I'm called a pastor? Man, I, I, sorry. <laughs> no, pastor, no. <laughs> no, I should not be lecturing, you know, I should be listening. So that was a journey for me as well. So, you know, when it comes to teens, I realize that I need to stop talking and I need to hear what they are saying. Mm -hmm. And it's not always at my convenience and my time. So my daughter, my sons will come in and they start a conversation and I will jump at the first word they say and I will go off on a tangent to lecture. (laughs) Because you said there, right? Cannot. And they, they just shut and I say, okay, continue. Why don't you continue? No. Since you've got a lot more things to say, then just continue. I'm not going to say. Yeah. And they walk out of the room. Mm. I don't know how many times this has happened to me and how many times I've just, why did you do this, Matthew? Why? You know, you know I don't because I made mistakes, right? I still yeah. make mistakes. But I realized it's it's just listening is just, just zip it, Pastor yeah. Matthews, and let your son... <laughs> Or your daughter share. It can be the mm-hmm. dandest thing that they share. Don't jump in. Yeah. Don't be to- so mm-hmm. totally surprised. Don't be shocked. Don't be wow. And just let them share. Keep your thoughts mm-hmm. to yourself. Mm-hmm. And if you didn't need to say anything, just let them share. There'll be appropriate moments and times to come where you can mm-hmm. pick it up, even as Deaconess Miriam says, and you can use this as prayer pointers and pointers, right? Mm-hmm. That was so good, you know. And I think uh, it comes from the second one, which is empathize, right? E, right? Yes. Mm. I really feel sometimes parents have forgotten where they were when they were younger. Yeah. How they wish they were years. treated. They didn't, yeah. How we, they wish they would have been wanting to be treated yes. by their yeah. parents. Mm. You know what I mean? And then they grow up all too fast. And then they start putting their standards on the child. Yeah. And empathy is thrown out of the window. Mm. But they wanted it so much themselves growing up, mm. right? Mm. But that's what their child wants. And perhaps we have forgotten we were once young kids, teenagers, going through all the things that yeah. they've gone through. Yeah. Yeah. Can we empathize? Can we take a step back and say, if they had, if we had our time, I'm sure they would have mm. their time and they're going to grow. Nobody grows without stumbling. So they need to grow as well. And I just need to be here for them, as Deacon Miriam says to empathize, to empower. Mm. I thought that was so good. Yeah. Thanks, Deacon Miriam. Beautiful. Well, L-E-A-P. L-E-A-P. Yes. Ask questions, right? I love it. Yes, Again, I love right. these that's questions. Right. I love the fact that when we ask questions, we don't ask, uh, have you eaten? Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, 
How's cool? Ah, okay. Ah, okay. Can you hold Yeah, there's more to them than just school. Can we stop gauging them and judging them by their school and their yeah. school results? Can we gauge yeah. and judge mm. them by the fact that they are your son and they are and your daughter and they've got a yeah. life in front of them? That's right. Which That's is right. more than school, more than everything the sum of things put together. They're an individual. They are a child of mm. God. They're the righteousness of God in Christ. There's so mm. many things to wrap their identity around rather than their yeah. school results. And so, you know, it's questions like, how do you feel, son? What happened yeah. in school today? So you good. share it with me because you look so down. Is everything okay? I'm here for you. Conversations yeah. like this, yeah. well, I tell you, will will cause the 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 hormones, sorry, good hormones to bubble. You know what I mean? It's and yeah. spiritual juices yeah. are yeah. flowing. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Good things will come out of those conversations. I promise it's you. It's true. Yeah. It's true. I, yeah. I really love what what you're sharing, Pastor, because I think when when you were talking about it, it reminded me of how like teens, right? They like to go to their friends. Or they like to go to their friends because their friends don't give solutions so and their friends don't mm. jump in to tell them what so to do good. and what not to do. And I think parents sometimes like, we, we we look at that and we're like, why do they always go to their friends, right? Yes. I am here, I'm your wise counsel, talk to me, right? <laughs> talk to your leaders who are adults. But the thing is, like they prefer their friends for that reason where they can just get a listening ear. Yes. Right. I, so I really love what you said. You know, it's it's to listen and without yeah. judgment is to listen without like you know jumping in too quickly. And thanks for being real with us. You know, with your own experiences, Pastor. Wow. That's and I, so I, I love what you said earlier on because we had a conversation about this before. You said when the children go to school, they yes. are empowered by their teachers. Yes, they are. They're yeah. empowered to learn to do things differently and make mistakes to stumble to go forward. That's right. And then yeah. they come back home. You said this as a as a teacher, <laughs> as a former teacher, and they come back yes. home and they. And they feel like they're clamped down by their by yeah. their parents. Yeah. And so there's there's a conflict here, right? Yes. And so where do we flow? Of course, they'll go to their friends in school because that's yes. where the atmosphere is more learning, more yes. welcoming, more encouraging. Yeah. And guess what? And, and before you know it, I don't have anything to do with my parents. I don't have anything to do at home. I got my friends, my friends better. If their friends say this, I will follow. And then you find mm. this whole other avenue. Whatever my friends say, I do. Yeah. But my parents say, yeah. always bad for me. That's how we want to change the atmosphere. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's right. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. And it's really inviting them into the conversation, right? Like, uh, I think, yeah. Dikinus, you we, we talked about it. You were talking about how, like, initiating the conversations with them and allowing them to initiate conversations with us, mm-hmm. right? Like, um, just at their time, in their space, like what Pastor Matthew said. Yeah, I yeah. really, really love all the sharing Amen. that we've had. Amen. And I think we want to talk about that more in the next few episodes. So do stay yeah. tuned. Deaconess, do you have anything else to share? You know, practical handles? I think it's just a good tip. And that's something that's really benefited us as a family is to meet on a daily basis around a meal. So good. Uh, so it's just, uh, so it's not like you you have these conversations with them because they did something wrong or you need to reach right. into a specific yeah. situation. Yeah. But it's just to build that habit of let's meet together around a meal. And then during the meal, we have conversations. So good. So you can even kickstart it like something you saw in the news, you know. So it's not targeted at them. They don't feel interrogated by yeah. us. Very good. <laughs> but, Very yeah. good. But you, you just sit there like, wow, I saw this in the news. Like, what are your thoughts about this? You know, then Very good. it kind of us. Uh, stirs up a conversation and you help them think. Uh, so uh, meals can really be a meaningful time of connection, but it, yeah. it needs to be um, very intentional 
Because if we're not careful, we all end up sitting uh, like looking at our phones, uh, social mm. media, and we are not connecting with one another. That's right. Yeah. So That's like right. maybe we can have a, a culture of putting our phones aside and really uh, connecting during a meal. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be like this. Uh, like let's sit down and have a family meeting, you know, because I think our kids really hate hate that that kind of thing. Or let's let's sit down and talk about Jesus, you know. But it's yeah. it's more of like during a meal, it's part of your everyday life. It's it feels very normal and natural. So yes, our I kids love really love that. Yeah, you know, our kids really love this kind of connecting. Totally, I want to encourage parents. You know, you know, kids are into TikTok many times. Can you you know if you find a TikTok that's so exciting and so stupid or whatever it is. Share it. Hey, what do you think yes. of this? Huh? I really feel if you come down to their level and you yeah. talk their things, they'd be more open to talking their things with you. Mm. I really feel, feel that's where the connecting happens, you know. And so yeah. many times there are conversations of maybe an article that came on the paper, exactly as you said, Deaconess Miriam, something happened in their IG post, for example, for example. Mm. And they say, hey, you saw this? I said, hey, read this, you know, it's so funny. And then we have a conversation around the dinner table. Not about uh, biblical stuff, but you can move it in that direction if you yes. wanted to. Yeah. Because you're the parent. And I've done that so many times. I've slipped in God because I wanted to point them in the right direction. But I appreciated the conversation. Mm-hmm. So that it's it's non-threatening. It's 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 fun. I love yeah. that because that's what kids want, right? The teens yeah. want. Yeah. Not yeah. fun yeah. conversations. Not yeah. oh dad's gonna talk again. I'm gonna switch off right now. And then they are they're looking at you, but they're in a whole nother space and time, right? You yeah. know, you think, you know, you're talking to the yeah. wall. So and then you get angry when you see their response mm-hmm. and you're like, What the world? Why you don't respect me, is it? No. I don't know how many times those thoughts have come yeah. into my own mind. Can I be very <laughs> honest? How it changes and you just, you know, just it takes humility, I guess. La. I guess that that's yeah. a big lesson for me. La. I need to be humble. I need to remind myself I'm the dad, but I'm also a friend. But I'm a dad as well. Mm. And uh, I, I need to be humble and, and not jump at everything because they seem like they think like they are dishonoring yeah. me. Yeah. I'm going to put mm. that aside for a bit. And I'm just going to say that they just maybe had a bad day, bad time. They want to share something. Can I just yeah. get off my high yeah. horse? And can I just listen? Mm, you know, yeah, can, again, yeah. so mindset changes. That's what we've been talking about today over yes, and over right. and over and over yeah. again through the day, yeah. through the weeks, through the, you know, months. That's what that's what parenting is all yeah. about. Yes. Yeah. Man. Yes, that's so good. If there's one thing, Pastor, we, we've talked a lot about, you know, many, many points today. If there's one <laughs> thing on your heart that you wish parents listening in today would take away from this episode, what would that be? You know, I, I remember Pastor Prince was sharing this. Uh, yeah. He said, uh, always make more investments than withdrawals. So I great. know you're talking talking about it in the area of marriage, for example. And I, mm-hmm. I do share marriage seminars. Mm. I know, and we make more investments into the life of our wife. We tell them, we tell her how beautiful she looks and the good things yeah. she has done. So that when we are making a withdrawal, it is not so bad. It is acceptable. It's appreciated. Yeah. I think that same principle can be used with our kids. That we mm. make more investments. Tell them what good they have done, as Deacon Spirit mm. said. And not the bad that they have done. Find mm. out the good. So Look good. out for the good. Yeah. And, mm. and call out the good. Because many times, it's the friends who call out the good. And the parents call mm. out the bad. Mm. And so they associate yeah. good with friends, bad yes. with family. Yeah. Can we call out the good and, you know, change that atmosphere, that, that, that dynamic? Yeah. Can we watch our tone and our, our atmosphere when we are talking to them? Can it be less mm. angry? Can it be more light? Can it be more easy? Can it be friendly? Mm. I love the fact that, mm. you know, Pastor Prince again shares this about 
this divine sandwich, he talks about it uh, yeah. in John 4, yeah. Jesus at the well. He says when, uh, you know, when Jesus met the Samaritan woman at the well, he first praised her, asked her for a drink of water, and then he mm. made a demand on her. That's he right. made in, He made investments first, yeah. talked to her about her life, made a demand, mm. call your husband. And she says, oh, I don't have a husband. I've got, I'm living in my, you know, sixth one, you know, and so on and so forth. And then he ends off that conversation with another investment into her life and tells her, yeah. I'm your Messiah. And she's the only mm. one to him to whom he revealed that he's the Messiah. Mm. We get such a good insight into Jesus, even at that story in John chapter 4. And mm. I, I think that's what we need to do with our kids. We need to praise. Maybe yeah. if you want to do a correction, then end off with praise again, because yeah. we're putting more mm. investments than we yeah. are doing withdrawals, right? Yeah. So I feel that that's some of the things mm. that we want to uh, to do today. And if I just wanted to end off today, it's if you're willing to change your inward heart and approach. Again, yeah. if you're talking about change today, and it's the start of our podcast, so we want to start with that first. Mm. Uh, little things we can handle, handles we can use, mm. we can change. If yeah. we can purpose in our heart to say, Lord Jesus, I want to change my the way I, I talk to my son, my daughter. I want to change the way I mm. talk to my wife. And you yes. purpose in your heart to do that change. Lord, help yeah. me, Lord. Yeah. You know, and the same thing. Mm. So if you want to if you put that in your heart, you change your approach with your teen, the Lord will change the outward manifestation. That's and so I good. promise you, He will do it. That's so and, good. Yeah, and that's what God wants to do. He wants to work with us, right? Yeah. And that's what grace-based parenting is. Grace-based yeah. parenting is nothing, nothing but taking, you know, giving back the reins to the Lord and saying, Lord, I, I cannot, you mm. can. Yes, that's right. Is that right? So that yes. uh, I, I love that you know, mm. it's returning your child to his manufacturer. I really feel that. So good. You know, it's it's not about you. You're just a steward, mums and dads. Your 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 God is mm. your your manufacturer. He's the one that the child belongs to, right? And I love the mm. thing that uh, you know. I just want to end with this: what Deaconess Miriam says, prayer. Mm. I just want to say that mm. uh, this is a little nugget. Just want to drop into the parents today. I feel that the greatest change that happened in our teens is when my wife started diligently to pray for the kids. So she would get up in the morning, and I know it takes a little bit of time, and before they go to school, she will say, you know, here's the anointing oil, and she will pray for them every single day. And I have seen such a marked change in the kids when they, when they, was, when they started to be prayed over. Mm. And I love that. And I think that's what our kids need. They may, it may seem like they're not listening. That's how teens are, right? Mm. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And many times, you know, my, my, I see, I've seen my wife put the anointing all over the back of my child's head because she's like, oh, I'm running out that door, you know. But <laughs> she would still do it diligently. And this is, you know what, I'm praying for you, son. You know, you shall have the blessed day. You shall be good. You shall have friends surrounding you with favor. And, it's amazing how when he comes back, he's got always good stories to share. And he will know and he'll point it back to the Lord. And he'll realize the Lord in his life. So that, 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 that's the start. You know, good practical handles of yeah. how to start having a relationship mm-hmm. with your child. Just, uh, you know what? Just yield. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God so that he can exalt you and your family and your child. Amen? It's never too late, parents. Never mm-hmm. too late to start today. Because if you start today, God will take it onwards. And that's all he's asking. Just start. He will, whatever mistakes you've done, he will correct it in Jesus' name. Amen. Mm. 
Amen, amen. Thank you so much, Pastor Matthews and Deaconess Miriam. We love it. We love everything that you shared today. There's so many wonderful nuggets of wisdom for us and we love it so much. Parents, let's win at this navigating of like the waters um, and let's win, you know, at really loving our children, showing them our love. And I really love what Pastor Matthew said, changing our inward vision changes our outward approach. So this week, can we encourage you to deep dive with the Lord by meditating on Matthew 3.17 and also be bold to initiate a conversation with your teen on the topic of their interests. We know you'll be so very blessed. In our next episode, we'll be diving deeper into what it means to leap into love, like what Deaconess Miriam said earlier. So be sure to join us as we bring back Deaconess Miriam to share insights on how we can listen, empathize, ask questions, point, and pray. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Grace Based Living Podcast by New Creation Church. We hope you've enjoyed our deep dive into the practical handles of raising and parenting teens. Do check out the additional resources we prepared for you in our show notes. Till the next time, be greatly blessed, highly favoured and deeply loved.